I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. From the Jorvik Viking School of Accents and Dialects, it's a wheezing groaning sound, the only podcast about the little sci-fi show that could, Doctor Who. And today, Doctor Who borrows from the cast of the Carry On films. So, spy on your cowboy, take your matron abroad, follow your camel with the girls in the jungle, and always remember to shove your dick in the kyber. Um, <laughs> I'm Tom Needham, and joining me are two men who, despite being around the bend, rarely lose their head, and unlike Carry On Columbus, aren't fucking shit. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Paul Lidgeon, Mr. John Ray! Fans of the Carry On films, boys? Yes. 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 <laughs> Good. I've got all their albums. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, Kyber. Yeah. <laughs> um... I, what I can't get over with them is that all the people who made them are very sad. That mm. is <laughs> that's what I always think about whenever I'm watching them. Yes, I'm um, trying to think of one member of the Carry On team who cracked a smile off yeah. of them, and it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah. I think may- maybe Babs, but then she was being sexually assaulted every left, right and centre when oh, she was yeah. making them, so maybe not that happy. Exactly. Yeah, sleeping like, with East End crims. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Maybe Jim Dale. He's still with us, isn't he? Jim, oh, Jim yeah. Dale. He's having a lovely time. He's having an absolutely he lovely got, time. He got the Harry Potter books deal in America, didn't he? He read all the darling, books. Darling, oh, darling yeah. Jimmy D. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy D. Oh. <laughs> uh, but obviously, so yes, if you case you haven't guessed, we are covering today The Time Meddler. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. The classic uh, from 1965. 1965? Let's 1965. Say yes. Let's just say that. Yes, yeah. uh, but maybe, maybe... No one's going to pick us up on it. No. <laughs> but maybe you weren't watching that in 1965. Maybe mm. instead you were looking at one of the other half a channel um, <laughs> that was available back then. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Mr. Paul Litchfield, was on uh, on that day, on that, well, that auspicious day? I'd love to um, furnish your home with some answer furniture, but unfortunately um, it, it was slim pickings. <laughs> <laughs> on the BBC Genome. And by the way, dear BBC Genome team, now was not the time to completely revamp and overhaul your website. It was very confusing for a Luddite oh, like me. Oh, no good boo. at all. So it's no longer user-friendly. It was an absolute nightmare. I got a bit panicky because I thought, oh no, this could be the end of what was happening on this day. Because when I looked for Time Meddler, there was very little about. But luckily, with the other stories we're going to talk uh, about it all got back to normal so I think it might just be a case of in the early 60s they, there was just no copywriting for anything they just didn't give a shit they just told yeah. them what it was <laughs> and deal with it because that yeah. must have been because there's, there's not much so the BBC started <laughs> <laughs> on that day transmitting 
at 1.25 in the Good afternoon. Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they hit you immediately, and we've heard this one before, with notice board. Mm. Which is, um, <laughs> I, I believe it's just things like, um, don't go down to Rotherham today, they're doing something disgusting with the road. Like <laughs> this is obviously notice board. That only yeah. went on for five minutes, and then it was grandstand from 1.30 until 5 to 7 Oh my night. goodness. God. <laughs> and and you can see what was on, going on. Yeah. And, but, yeah. And, that, and then, of course, it was, at 5 to 7, Doctor Who. Hey. The time meddler. And there is a bit of blurb, thank oh, the yes. Lord. And it just says thus, The TARDIS appears in the year 1066. A monk seems unsurprised. Ooh, that must have been when his marriage was going all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he was surprised, that would have been different. I mean, mm. if you know, if Peter Butterworth goes, <laughs> that would have been different. And yeah. then there is nothing of remote merit or worth of <laughs> to talk about. So we'll move on to BBC Two. Yes. Um, Programme started um, uh, about 45 minutes earlier than BBC One. Um, <laughs> at 12.25 with the, Henry, with the Henley Royal Regatta. Lovely. The finals. Oh, yes. Hmm? Harry Carpenter, Tom Sutton and Desmond Hill report direct from the winners of the Silver Goblets. From the woman's viewpoint, Judith Chalmers. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Interesting. Now we're going to go from the woman's viewpoint. Yes. I don't know what that means. It's very odd. And then after that was live athletics from the White City Stadium in conjunction with Bovril. <laughs> and that was that. That's <laughs> genome. Oh my For goodness. Saturday, the 3rd of July, 1965, oh. on BBC One and BBC Two. That really, that's the slimmest of pickings we've had so far, isn't I think it? So, Very yeah. slim pickings. Yeah. So you were just watching this. You were, you were, um, you were forced to watch. So this was the only thing of merit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's crack on, shall we? Mm. Um, oh. We begin. <laughs> In media res, we don't, do we? We start with the slowest intro, it's probably to any Doctor Who story ever. Hmm. Uh, uh, Clock ticking, just sort of very ponderous and very slow. And the Doctor is mourning the loss of Ian and Barbara. Is he though? I'm I'm with John here. Is he? uh, Is it Vicky? Yes. She comes and goes, I miss them. The Doctor Mm. goes, who? Unless he's just saying his name like a rapper. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, the two that have just left, Doctor. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> a, you, you can tell he's already got a pool table set up in their bedroom. <laughs> their bedroom's a gym, immediately. <laughs> he's got one of those Bronco Billy bulls. <laughs> 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 I'd love to see him. I mean, that is please immediately any illustrators out there. Uh, Billy, Billy Hartnell on a Bronco Billy. Uh, (laughs) Spit it up, Ricky. (laughs) I've broken my back. (laughs) Shattered my pelvis. Shit myself. Um, but yeah, but it, is... does, it does sort of look like the Doctor immediately is thinking, and you can fuck off as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 he just wants to really himself. Um, and having slimmed down the TARDIS crew, and he's like, okay, just Vicky here, that's fine. And mm. she's sort of, she seems quite quiet, and I think he can handle it. But then there's there's some, some movement in the TARDIS. Yeah. There is. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, and he, he goes to investigate, only to find out that it's um, it's Morton Dill from the chase. It's not obviously no, it's no. Stephen. <laughs> it's Stephen from the chase, who they've just abandoned to die a good hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't he fall off a building? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he seems somehow very fallen into the TARDIS. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> well, he does explain it in a way that sort of doesn't make any sense. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What does he say? He sort of stumbled in because he didn't ne- recognise that the TARDIS was bigger on the inside than the outside, did he? That's right. Yeah. No, this but is... he's fine. And Vicky's like, well, "This is like, this happened last week. I opened a cupboard in your room and a boy fell out." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a different thing. Another companion. Play that down. Play yeah. that down. <laughs> companions you've had recently doctor <laughs> this one's alive though yeah <laughs> just about <laughs> well, you're hanging up on meter hooks in your kitchen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we get a a tardis uh, materialization to like that materialization paul it was fair to middling okay <laughs> but do you know what it was it was yeah. nice to finally hear the materialization sound yeah. Yes, but that's been because before that it's just sort of crept in and just it just sort of goes bloop and just appears. Yeah. It's just kind of you, get, <laughs> you get the familiar wheezing groaning sound, which is lovely. Mm. Very nice. Uh, the yeah. uh, what we're named after, mm. and then um, uh, Peter Butterworth, as we say, is there with some very good back projection that makes it genuinely look like it could be outside. It's quite impressive. Yeah, yes. it looks yeah. a bit like um, uh, you know Seventh Seal esque. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've actually done some some decent work to make it sort of. It, I mean, atmosphere is all this. <laughs> don't want to give too much away is all this story has going for it really. yeah, yeah pretty much he's just been playing chess with Max von Sydow he's yeah. like how much shall we put on this game to see who wins yeah and on the top <laughs> per, per chess piece yeah. per castle per rook yeah. <laughs> it'd be really good if the TARDIS materialised on the chessboard oh fuck yeah. <laughs> on his foot <laughs> He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> always cross-eyed. <laughs> Death running around on the, the BBC, the Blue Peter Studio shit yeah. on the floor. So they they sort of debrief with Stephen, and Stephen's fine. He's happy uh, to be yeah. part of the mm. um, part of the. He's got a group. nice fake beard. He does have a lovely fake beard. Also, also, I might be the, the only one thinking this, but when Stephen falls out and he's lying on the floor, yeah, yeah. and he's at that kind of angle, he looks a bit James Dean-esque. Ooh. He looks quite saucy. You wouldn't think that was Peter Purvis. <laughs> no. No. But I then he gets up and energy like, oh. of Purvis. Yeah. I, uh, I was once in the Who shop. Uh, and uh, when it was in oh. East Ham and oh, uh, it was empty and someone went, are you here for the Peter Purpose signing? And I was like, oh no, I didn't know he was doing a signing. Is it, oh, is, no. is it, is it not for a while? I went, no, he's here now. And I turned around and Peter Purpose was behind me, behind a table. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was... oh no. Yeah. Oh, an elephant on his foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we then we then cut to sort of the village, uh, all the stuff that's going on in the village. God, and... yeah. <laughs> hey, come on! There's some damn fine acting going on here. I, th- he, I think he Off did. Screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Currently playing on saying, ITV. Yeah. <laughs> Which hasn't been invented yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Edith is pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, she's all right. 
personally. I, I think that she does quite a good job. Yeah. Um, and there's the other, there's sort of the, the other villagers as well um, uh, who are less good, I would say. Mm. They're, um, yeah. yeah. I but, think that's but, fair to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all very suspicious because as one of the villagers says, strange object appeared in the bay. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Make yeah. Make no box. John, don't even start going where I know you're going to go. <laughs> I, was, I was just closing that book. I'm not going to go <laughs> But I do like that one of the villagers looks like a bloke who'd come to fix your toilet. <laughs> A big burly bloke with a beard. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got here. Um, this is a this is an, uh, an observation for absolutely no one, but he looks like the stand-up comedian Garrett Millerick, and that is. Oh my god. <laughs> that is for no one that that reference, but. Uh, mm. Google him. Wow. He does look a lot like him. It's uncanny. Uh, so yeah, so they've spotted something going on in, going on, on on the coast. So they're going to yeah. go and investigate it. So that's good. Um, and what happens next? I mean, so there's a well, lot. Well, the of doctor's sort throwing. of pontificating a lot, and the the meddling monk. Um, yes. He's sort of eavesdropping from behind a big polystyrene rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a the lot of that. Throwing there? stones down there. Yeah, and unfortunately, and then... it's making the noise of stones hitting um, plastic or cardboard or wood, <laughs> yeah. which doesn't doesn't really sell it. But, yeah. but they do find the highly inaccurate um, uh, Viking helmet. Yes, yes, which is exciting, isn't it? And there's actually quite a good joke. That's right. Yeah, when he says that, it, what do you think this is? A space helmet for a cow? I was like, that's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. yeah for I like some comedy. It, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's going through his set list. Okay, I, so say, I say, I say, I say. Space helmet for a cow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my mother in law. <laughs> I think it really works when Stephen goes, he's got a little drum kit next to him. Yeah, yeah. They very much like the nurses. Um, <laughs> and uh, as as is, as per, they all sort of uh, split up. And the first thing that we find, the first thing that sort of gives us an indication that something might be awry, is that they find a wristwatch. Yes, it's a bit strange, isn't it? A wristwatch. Yes, because up until this point, Stephen is very sort of don't don't be daft, traveling yeah. through yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. There's no such thing. And the doctor's like, I think we're in the in the. Yes, I don't know where we are. Um, <laughs> all that. And, yeah. and, the, and Stephen's all come off it, don't be so silly. Even though he's been in a big blue box that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seems to like the things he accepts and the things he won't accept are all very strange. Very right? odd, also, yeah, very, yeah. very selective. He was in the chase for fuck's sake. Did he not see what was going on? <laughs> that's true. How did he get. Saw Daleks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he think it was put... Candid Camera or something? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Beadle? Where's Beadle? <laughs> Is this where Stephen beats the shit out of somebody in an orchard? Yeah. <laughs> That is coming. There is a there is an excise bit of footage coming up where uh, the villagers just kill the um, spoiler alert the Vikings when they mm. arrive. That's yeah. been cut, and I'm glad because I think that'd be horrible to watch. That'd be really miserable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they go investigating, um, and um, they the the doctor approaches the uh, the monastery where he's yes. well. There's a lovely bit when he speaks to Edith, and there's mm. you hear the monks singing, and then it sort of goes a bit wibbly. Yeah. yeah and you sort of think. <laughs> and you sort of now that's what time. I call Gregorian chant. <laughs> All your favourite hits in one disc. And monks sort of... are good. Monks are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you just want to like because there was an idea that this was put out live. Were there people who thought that was a genuine mistake? Were oh, there I people wonder, who genuinely yeah. were like, oh, uh... this doctor who messed up? I mean, it was constantly, you know. But poor old Billy was uh, was fluffing his lines, yeah. but uh, it was a bit crossroads. Yeah, yeah, it was because you're like, oh, I wonder if that was actually a, a deliberate mistake or not. Mm. And you're like, um, 
Actually, it turns out that no, that is, yeah, that is meant to happen because the uh, the monk is tricking everyone uh, into thinking there's more than one monk because he's got a gramophone. Yeah, because he's from the future, lads. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a futuristic man who has a wristwatch and a gramophone. <laughs> he's a hipster time traveller. Yeah. He's also got a VHS, I was going to say VHS. Yeah, yeah. He's also got a VHS player. Yeah, we ain't got any gramophones, granddad. <laughs> Um, obviously, and uh, so that, that's all very exciting. But then, uh, having having spoken with Edith and sort of established where he is, um, William Hartnell is then trapped by the meddling monk. Goodness, mm. yeah. Well, is um, he? Oh, does he? Does, or does he, he go on holiday? <laughs> he's got a lump poly brochure. Yeah. Uh... The monk says, "Get away!" and he disappeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yes, is for the those who don't know the time meddler, once the Doctor is imprisoned at the end of episode one. You don't really see him again now to episode four. Yeah. (laughs) And I read that you hear his voice in episode two, but it's uh, taken from somewhere else because he was, in fact, on holiday. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. He earned it. He did it it almost. Do you do it in this series or do you do it in the series? That's the question. You didn't. um... Did rather um... you did fulfil your contract, Bill, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm off to Chroma. Yeah. But this happened before um, in this series as well because um, Jamie went on a holiday, didn't he? Not in this series, uh, sorry, in the next series. I think to be, if, if I may speak in defence of Fraser Hines, I think he had chicken pox. Ah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, in, holiday uh, chicken pox. Yeah, holiday. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. the old, the old downstairs chicken pox. From my being. I'd uh, imagine but, he went on holiday because Bill came back and went, "It was bloody lovely. You should yeah. go. It's unbelievable." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my doctor said I should go to Ibiza for the old chicken pox. So, uh, <laughs> go there if you don't mind. But yeah, luckily they. I mean, that was genius what they did with Jamie, which is they they sort of, yeah. sort of swap his face. But this one, they just decide that um, the Doctor just won't be in episode two. He's no. locked up. Yeah, <laughs> he's locked up. Let's focus on his very two interesting companions instead. Yeah, <laughs> who don't know each other yet. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of Mary being made with the meddling monk, who clearly something's up with because he had a wristwatch. He sort of wasn't too phased by what was happening mm. um, with the TARDIS, and now he's cooking uh, cooking breakfast for the Doctor with sort of modern, modern once again, incredibly modern technology mm-hmm. like yeah. a pan. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh God, every time Peter Butterworth speaks, though, I just want to laugh. Not because he's, he's very rubbish, funny. because no. he's carry on Peter Butterworth. You know? <laughs> he's, I mean, expect him to be saying something rude or silly. <laughs> the yes, problem is yes. they don't really use him for that, do they? No. They just have him being a, a monk, and you sort of think you're sort of wasting probably the biggest asset this this story has. Yes, um, because yeah, he serves up the doctor some some breakfast, and then mm. the doctor, I assume, throws his own piss at him yeah. as a <laughs> as That's a. That's great. I can cross off exactly the same note. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor throws piss at monk. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't throw his monk at him. Yeah. Signs of the lambs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it burns. It burns. <laughs> the problem. The problem with Butterworth is, and I think you're right, is because naturally we all know him from Carry On, so we yeah. just want him to be naughty and silly. Mm. Also, as a, as the villain of the piece, he's actually quite nice. Mm. Yeah. He's very well mannered. I mean, it's all about deceit, but even his yeah. master plan isn't that. Nasty. Oh, not no. really. Not really. Not really. He wants to advance human technology, doesn't he? That's all he wants yeah. to do. I mean, yeah. he should He's... be arrested by the time cop, not Doctor Who. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or Michael French, crime traveller. Crime traveller, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice one for the kids there. Yeah. <laughs> 
it um, wasn't called Michael French Grand Traveller, was it? No, no, no. But that's two layers of investigation. One, who was Michael French? <laughs> who was the Grand Traveller? Who was the Grand Traveller? So the monk is generally... I mean, you know, he has trapped the doctor. The first thing he's making him is a slap-up meal. Yeah, that's then, fine. And then enough. gets yeah. a cup of... Gets a dirty protest in his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Stephen yes. and Vicky have spent mm. the night just sleeping in the woods. Yeah. They? they have. <laughs> Not they have time. some blackberries for breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, he finds some blackberries, and then, like I say, they, they found a few more sort of uh, anachronistic objects, um, and and then the real sort of the, the drama of it all happens because then we see that the Vikings arrive via stock footage. They mm. do, yes. Yeah. They the, do. It's, the, it's, it's, it's the library footage, uh, Vikings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing they were able to film it back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably grabbed the camera from the meddling monk. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's not... The, the Viking hordes aren't that impressive, are they? No. No. That's, no. I think they're, they're a bit disappointing. No. And then, um, But yeah, and then Vicky and Stephen come across the villagers... The, uh, the three villagers who were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it, basically, there's a, there's a lot in this. I think why I've had trouble following the plot is because there's just a lot of people meeting up with some people, having a chat, and then sort of moving away and going somewhere else. Yeah. And there's not yeah. a lot of driving forward, is there? No, I think they no. decided they have to pad this episode because Bill's gone on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the main character's not there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there's lots of, um, oh, I say, shall I go over to the monastery? Oh, I've been to the monastery. I'll go back down to the beach now and talk to the villagers. Yeah. I think I'll go back to the monastery now for a bit. Uh, no, mm. I'll go back down to the beach, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just the village, the beach, and mm. the monastery. Yeah. Yes, and there's that, a lot of doing the three locales, yeah. Um, Edith is attacked, is grabbed by the Vikings. Oh, uh, sounds painful. <laughs> 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 and they I sort know of. How she feels yesterday. I fell over and landed on me Normans. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, my roundhead. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they um, so so yeah, they're all um, uh, so they're marauding. So you have got some Vikings out there marauding as well, which is very. They're scary. not very good Vikings, uh, are they? In general, no, these are the ones that really? they got rid of because they were rubbish. Really, yeah, these yeah. are very much the the sort of de list um, of yeah. the Vikings that were sent out because every time they uh, get onto good old British shores, our mm. British boys kick the living shit out of them. Mm. <laughs> All the time. And proudly so, yeah. Who yeah. do you think you are kidding, Mr. Viking? <laughs> <laughs> we are the boys who like a drop of mead. <laughs> we are the boys who enjoy this grass. It's weed. <laughs> and then the theme goes weird. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it goes all like um, a sitar. 60s. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then into a shut up and it just becomes another thing. <laughs> Very confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like it that, that, that Stephen and Vicky go go to the monastery and they're very much like, now see here, you. Yeah. And, yeah. and the monk is all like, oh, I'm going to just tell barefaced lies. <laughs> <laughs> He's very And they're going, that's barefaced lies. He's like, oh, yes, it is. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice. I do like him when he's being like my child and all that stuff, and he's yes, doing, he's yes. doing all the monk. That, that that's a lot of fun. That's there's good. a lovely scene just before with the villagers. Obviously, like every couple of days, they go up to just give him some food, don't they? Because mm. obviously, they're like, oh, it's so lovely to have a monk here and little bastard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because we're a right bunch of heathens, we are. Mm. Um, and then he's like, oh, bless you, my child. And then he's like, oh, fuck's sake, cheese. <laughs> that's the f- 
fun. That's sort of the yeah, the the fun to be had with this story. Yeah. I think is sort of him and the interplay there. Um, but then they find the uh, they find the cell which the doctor is being held in, um, <sighs> and they manage to jimmy open the lock. Um, but the doctor is gone. Yeah, stink, stink, stinks in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's time to EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> The very first line to be said is It is. Who died in, in, the, in the first episode? Uh, oh, it was Reg. Now. Reg. Yeah. Bloody hell. Reg, yeah. <laughs> so not appearing dead. in this film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we know that, that William Hartnell isn't going to be in his cell because he's on holiday, so yeah. it's, yeah. he's never yeah, going to be there. It's just a postcard from Sunny Elba. There <laughs> <laughs> we go, lovely oh, right, Joe. Okay. Well, it's not a postcard, anyway. <laughs> you should be yeah, so we... a video message like travelling Matt from Fraggle Rock <laughs> Ooh, today I saw a weird looking creature with horns yeah. <laughs> it is weird uh, when the protagonist when you're stuck in a story and the protagonist is, is off having a great time somewhere else that's got to yeah, be a, a bit of not to where would Bill have gone on holiday though we need to think about that Wait, how long would you, I don't know how long it took them to film an episode. Like, would, would it, is that a weekend away? Like, were they filming like an episode? Yeah, every three I reckon days? it was a weekend, a weekend break away to France or something. He mm. probably popped yes. over on the Roscoff ferry. Mm. <laughs> something like that. What would happen if he'd never made it? I mean, I don't want to talk, uh, be dark. What if he'd never made it back? What if <laughs> he's putting out these episodes and something's like, and Doctor Who will no longer be appearing in Doctor Who? <laughs> Next something week, because, the Adventures of Vicky and. <laughs> I suppose they just do the rest of the three episodes and then the cell would open and then he'd just be like someone else. Ad regenerated. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so it's Edith, Edith's show. She just mm. uh, we just follow her it's for the Edith's show. Bring me venison for my stew. <laughs> 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 So, so yeah. So they've discovered that he's gone, um, yeah. and so does the monk. And um, but they do find a, a secret passage, which is very exciting. Uh. <laughs> no, apparently not. It's yeah, not very exciting. You can always. I'm struggling with these oh, uh, with these sort of walkthroughs when I say stuff like, which is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Which you will be excited about. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Which I think we can right. all agree. Just very Get exciting. Get the gun out of my face, for God's sake. <laughs> um, so not for the not for the first time in a uh, in a Hartnell story, we've just sort of got the companions just crawling through shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which isn't fun. Um, and no. then it, the Doctor has managed to escape and he's back with Edith, my favourite character. Um, we've noticed. Yeah, <laughs> I think she, she's the best. Is she the best actor in this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe the Viking helmet. <laughs> the gramophone. No, no, the best actor in this is Peter Butterworth. Of course, that is true. Of that course, is very true. Course, course, he's course. doing a lot of good work. He's doing a lot mm. of good business. Mm. Um, well, he's, he's spinning a few plates, isn't he? Because um, he's trying to obviously keep the deception going. Then he's then then villagers keep coming up and asking him stuff. Um, um, uh, the villagers beat up some Vikings, so then they come to sort of. Oh, one of our men is injured. You must help. And he's like, "For mm. my sake, I'm just trying to get on with being a man." <laughs> I mean, it gets but a bit Ray nice. Cooney, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Like, he's trying yeah. to my Viking. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he gives him penicillin, doesn't he? And he's yeah. like, he can't. He has to pretend that he doesn't know what penicillin is. Mm. Yes, that's right. And then he sort of says, oh, the Vikings. And he says, oh, three days. He's on schedule. His plan is on schedule. Although it's mm. not quite clear what it is. Um, um. 
Um, I mean, then, really, if it, I mean, if it was proper carry-on terms, this is the point. Instead of penicillin, he would have given him an enema. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he would have, <laughs> they'd have said, oh, you know what penicillin is, and he'd have scratched his gourd and go, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> and a lovely swanny whistle. Yeah. <laughs> or as he's about to inject me, he would have tripped and put it up their bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Viking, Viking going cross-eyed in front of the camera. <laughs> Obviously, what would happen was the Viking would have his horns turned down. Yeah. And yes, then yeah, Babs wins his horns. Go up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they'd see that when they saw Edith. Or they'd, yeah. <laughs> well, they'd probably fly off, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then one would the see him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then another one would get his sword out and it would just wilt. Yeah. <laughs> If we're, you know, talking canon. Yes. <laughs> Get your long sword out. I've only got a dagger. It would have been a... Yeah. Where's that monk? He's ringing his bells. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Scandinavia, love. We've all got big ones over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, look at the size of your bell. Yeah, see the things he keeps on his that goes like, Yeah, I bet that goes like the clappers. <laughs> Etc. 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 Hi there, I'm Yasmin Akram. Join myself and my friend Philippa Dunn each week for our podcast, We Heart Worry, a show about cars and their engines. Obviously not. It's a show where we talk about our fears, our worries, and our anxieties in a bid to help you with yours. And we just have a laugh as well. So join us. There's nothing to be scared of. I promise. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, all of this was open to them, but instead they did mm. quite a dry history lesson. Very dry. Yes, very dry. Um, which the Doctor gets from my favourite character, Edith, where he sort of establishes um, what what is happening about, you know, it's in terms of, like, uh, the Battle of Hastings and King Harold and all that stuff and sort mm. of works out that, you know, the, the, the meddling monk does have a plan and the plan is... I'm not quite sure what the plan is. No, the plan is sure. no. <laughs> it's something to do with 1066 and the Battle of Hastings. Yeah. Um, it, well, I think the plan is is that he wants to meddle a little bit. I mean, yeah. the, the, the doctor even when he finally meets him goes, "You're you're a time meddler." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's known as now. Yeah. Like, really, you could have called me like you know the time bastard or something. Yeah. Like, the time, the time, the time bandit. Meddler. The time bandit. Yeah. Return the map. Yeah. 
I mean, has there ever been a Doctor Who villain who is a fellow Time Lord who is just like a rogue mercenary running around time and space and nicking stuff for his own greed? Well, the Master. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the first one I think. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the master's evil. He always wants to kill people. I he mean, was... just like nick, running around nicking stuff. Nicking stuff. Well, I, and think, just... I think that's what they that, that's what they get wrong in in this particular story is, is because mm. I think the time meddler is supposed to be a villain. He's supposed mm. to be horrible. Yet he just seems very affable and um, yeah, yeah, quite quietly sort of pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. He's sort of meddling. Isn't kind of that malevolent? Is it? It's just no. kind of having a bit of a having no. a bit of a tinker. He's a uh, Beano villain. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what he should have been called, the time, the time tinkerer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because let's face it, nowadays, if you get put up before the beak and, and they go, well, let's read out what he's done. He's been meddling, Your Honour. Mm. He's been meddling about the place. Yeah. <laughs> What's he done? Well, we don't know. Well, we yeah. don't know. <laughs> but it was meddling, meddling all right. Yeah. I mean, he should have a room in his TARDIS. That's just like full of gold and trinkets and everything yeah. he's got from time. Yeah. Like your time bandits. Yes. Yeah. But it just seems like he's getting a record player, taking a record player with him and <laughs> winding yes. people up. He's the time beetle. Yeah. <laughs> I see who DJ. he is. He's Gary Sparrow, isn't he? He's like yeah. Gary Sparrow. Just like, he is Gary except Sparrow. Except he hasn't knocked anybody up yet. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Sparrow was more evil than the meddling monk. That is what we I mean, learned. I like the bit in this when he walks into that village and they say, well... Can you help us? And he sits down at a piano and goes, It's a little bit funny. <laughs> wow, did you write that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gary, there's a war on Gary. With a massive with a massive church organ going, and now the theme tune to Tron. And like, yeah. <laughs> right, hey, okay. What's Tron? Yeah. <laughs> Who likes Vangelis? What's that you're playing? <laughs> Who's Vangelis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to do oxygen part one. Oh god! <laughs> Popcorn. <laughs> That's forty minutes long. Oh god! On a Hammond organ in a church. What's he doing up there? Oh, he's lovely. He does a concert every night. <laughs> All these songs, what he lovely. wrote. Every morning he wakes us up to something called Chirpy Chirpy Cheat Cheat. It's bloody lovely. <laughs> makes juice come out of my eyes. <laughs> He resisted, he resisted, but he came in. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Now, I love the idea that The monk did lift up his cassock and I got confused. He <laughs> <laughs> said to have a look at his Groucho Marks, but I don't know what happens. <laughs> it had glasses on and a very big nose. <laughs> And a great bushy beard. <laughs> and two chins. <laughs> All right, mate. You just go have a sit down with the stock fox in the village and drink some mead. Also, everyone in the village, how do you know it's time for bed? Well, the meddling monk plays this. <laughs> Je t'aime. Je t'aime. <laughs> the monk did both parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's eight o'clock at night, and we can just hear Fleetwood Mac's "Big Love" coming from the monastery. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny old monk. Yeah, weird guy. He's like he wants to get caught. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> Did he put up a fight? <laughs> <laughs> During the 
Grease? Ten sixty six. He'd be popular. He'd be popular. They, they never he's heard a, it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he gets all the villagers oh, round and he's like he starts doing Hamilton and they're like, we don't have any context for all <laughs> This is the room where it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, my wonderful parishioners. Today we will sing hymn number forty-two, Smack My Bitch Up. <laughs> <laughs> He is very good, this he monk. Is. He is. He's, <laughs> this is better than his Firestarter song. Yeah. Better, wasn't it? Very good. He did render a story, and at the end it turns out it was a woman doing all of the awful things. Very clever. Um, <laughs> Dear uh, Where are we? I, so, I mean, like, the trouble is, yeah, there's, he's doing anachronistic things and he's meddling, and that's yeah. basically all of, all of episodes, all of episode three. The, the mm. Doctor is still consp- almost conspicuously completely absent from this. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my favourite bits is it in this episode where the meddling monk goes up to the cliff and does some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the next one I can cross off the list. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god, this is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. The monk okay. snorts a line and sees a Viking ship, right? <laughs> he does, he does a bump. And then sees um... He has a bump of snuff, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very odd, isn't it? That he uh he does that, but yeah. So he so he sees the Viking ship coming. Very strange. Um, and then the monkeys captured puts by all the, the prayer book in alphabetical order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, and the, then he's captured by the uh, he's captured by the doctor at one point, and mm. then the Vikings turn up. And all I've got here is that um, Butterworth brains one of the Vikings with a stick, and it looks like yeah. it really hurt him. It really <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the doctor does the same, and I think they both were meant to have like breakaway sticks, and I'm pretty sure both of them got swapped. Yeah. Um, exactly. The stunt actors got Charlie draped. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Also, now the doctor is back on holiday. You can see at one point as he's using that stick, he's got a um, Ibiza <laughs> wristband on. Maybe mission uh, hand stamp and some. Uh, yeah. He's got one of those tattoos he got from Phuket that he thinks says love and whatever, and it just says <laughs> number seventy-two chow mein. <laughs> And when he's putting that robot, he's got that T-shirt that says, oh, I've been to Ibiza, and all I've got is this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> I had a friend who went to Thailand and got a tattoo, and it's like this big elaborate whatever, and he was like, yeah, it means like um, the universe, la la. And then some guy from Taiwan went, mm, doesn't, mate. It says something like, you idiot. <laughs> that's what they wrote on you, you complete prat. Like, oh, that's okay. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what what I like is is during all the kerfuffle of all this going on in the monastery, we we get this brilliant sort of scroll hanging off a wall, which is just a giant to do list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which he which he ticks off as he goes along. It's so, <laughs> it's so very expositional, isn't it? It's just, yeah. all, it's just a one to ten. It all says medal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, fiddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pound. Yeah. <laughs> but we so he's got towards... this evil to-do list, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, he's got he's got his list, and it's but uh, like we are heading towards I, I think possibly one of the most um, shocking what would have been at the time one of the most shocking and kind of world shattering um, uh, cliffhangers of all time. Mm. Um, as as Vicky and Stephen are investigating in the monastery because everyone at some point is either in a village, as we say, in a monastery, yeah. and they're all investigating, they're all creeping around. Yeah. Um, and they discover that the what what is it? It's the sarcophagus, isn't it? That the monk has the that he's been sort of he's been <laughs> be sarcophagus. He's been buzzing around it, and we're not quite sure why. Yeah. And then um, they enter it, and it's another TARDIS. Mm. 
Whoa. End of part three. That's this very would have been exciting. a first, wouldn't it? Someone else having a TARDIS. Yeah, that, yeah, that would have been be. that would have been um, yeah, completely shatter the entire the entire sort of notion. No of the one's show. seen a cliffhanger like this since mm. that one where they were on the planet of the giants and they saw a cat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you remember that one, the big cat? Big cat. See, it's even better than that. It's even more exciting than a big Terrifying. cat. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, at, least, looking... at least there's a cliffhanger in episode three. I know what you mean. Mm. At least, mm. at least, so because I think until then, yeah, we've literally had like we may as well have had uh, William Hartnell getting on a plane and waving everyone off like Richard Nixon. Good luck with episode two, everyone. <laughs> I'm not a meddler. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I like the way the cliffhangers in the Hartnell area. The, the shock is done by the the episode title for the next week. Yeah. So it's like, next week, the exploding trousers. <laughs> and it's never anything that exciting. No. 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 <laughs> next week, another cat. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I could watch next week. I'm too scared. Yeah. Because <laughs> this one, for some reason, is called, this episode is called Checkmate. Yeah. Checkmate. Mm. Yeah. I don't know and what that has to do There's no Czechoslovakians in this at all. It's no. <laughs> no. Especially none he's friends with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe you met them on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> they were my friends. They said I could stay any time. <laughs> Sorry, I wouldn't have come back sooner, but I twisted my leg in the, in the dodoin. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was laid up in hospital. It was a phone party and I slipped over. <laughs> <laughs> a phone party in Ibiza. With yeah. <laughs> Little fish, big fish, cardboard box. <laughs> Mm. Ah, mm. He's still gurning. He still doesn't stop gurning. Um, <laughs> the thing that makes this TARDIS different from the Doctor's TARDIS mm. is that yeah. the the console's very high. Yeah, very high. Yeah, a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, is it strange. because? Yeah, is it because you've had to crawl in? Then it's kept that sort of idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't quite understand that. And also, um, it can, it has a few neutron bombs in it. It does that he's mm. going to use to you know. um, to explode up the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, not sure why, but yeah. no, <laughs> it's to do with the positioning of of Harold, isn't it? Um, yeah, he want he wants Harold to. I can't remember or care if it's win or lose, but no. it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kick Harold's going to kick William back to Normandy, is what he says. Yeah, change mm. a course of history. So he just wants to sort of help, but slightly to, for his own gain as well. But not. I mean, as as villains go. Mm. Okay, yeah, all right. That's not <laughs> so awful, I suppose. But the doctor's all, you can't interfere with history. That's my job. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, the time yeah. vendor is doing what the doctor does yes, every day. What the doctor does yeah. every day, yeah. Mm. Arbitrarily, it's seen as bad this time. Mm. Um, See, so he's been making history better. He did things like he helped them build, he helped Britons build Stonehenge using an anti gravity um, yeah. gun oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and did he, he put, didn't he put money in a bank in like. Put some money in a bank, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, made, and made 200 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. He's got very like small ambition, hasn't he? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> so his wild plan is just to gently sort of, you know, nudge it. I'm, you know, he, at some point he should turn around to the doctor and go, "I must allow the Brit Awards to happen." <laughs> Sam, Fox, I mean, Sam Fox and Mick Fleetwood must meet up. <laughs> It's All an right. abject lesson about what happens when you give a middle-aged man power. Yeah, yeah. it really yeah. is. He's just out there tinkering. Yeah. Um. I'm going to make a lawnmower that never breaks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's not that bad. He's not that no, bad. Reason to be pledged cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, to, to, to be honest, at the end of this, he just deserves a firm ticking off. Mm. Yeah. Maybe dropped off to the nearest jail. Mm. But no, the doctor's response, which we'll get to, mm. is mm. horrific. Horrific, yeah. It absolutely hor- mm. horrible. I mean, how is that for a fuck you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you've decided to do. Yeah. All Jesus. that was missing was... Don't as get on your bad side, Doctor. Yeah. Imagine if, right at the end of the episode, if, like, the William Hartnell had materialised the TARDIS just, like, just next to him, opened the door and just gone, fuck you, and then slammed the door and take it <laughs> off again. That's basically what he does. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's been doing all this. Anyway, the monkey's then caught by the Vikings... Sounds yeah. painful. Um, <laughs> um, and then they're attacked by the Saxons and killed in the, in the scene that is now cut from uh, from the time. We didn't actually see that, but they're all stabbed, uh, apparently, which is pretty okay. nasty. Mm. 12 seconds of, uh, of the Vikings being stabbed to death um, wow. in revenge for whatever they did to Edith. Gave her uh, probably... Yeah. Chinese burn. Chinese burned her. I was going to say, yeah, because when they turn up to the village and grab mm. Edith, then ten minutes later she's fine. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah, ask yeah. About that, so that, that so I don't know up. what they did. Maybe they just sort of like you know just sang at her or something. Yeah. <laughs> Go away! I don't know the lyrics. And then yeah, like, yeah, um, <laughs> it's just annoying. Let, oh. let, let that be a lesson to you. Okay, oh, these yeah. are all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very odd. But uh, the Doctor is is happy that history has been, to a certain extent, set right. Yeah. I mean, Mm. I don't think I've done a very good job of talking us through this story. No, I think it's because the meddling monk hasn't had the opportunity with the other Vikings uh, that he's persuaded. Because it's very much like, no, I'm lovely. And the Vikings are, oh, you're lovely. Yeah. He's got a a big Gatling gun up on a cliff, isn't he? That I presume he wants to fire the neutron bomb from... at the ship with the, the Vikings' ships. help to stop them being there, so that then Harold uh, will or won't be at a yeah. particular place. Also, how how does he then? Because he gets the Vikings to carry <laughs> the bombs up to the gun. Yeah, they're then going to see the target and go. Yeah. No, we didn't. I want to see this episode of Time Team where Tony yeah. is digging out Viking skeletons with loads of bullets and a massive bomb crater. Yeah. <laughs> We think we're the machine gunned and decimated by a, a semi-nuclear bomb, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Look at this, we found it. a Viking helmet, a Bakelite lunchbox, and a, <laughs> <laughs> and a wristwatch. What the fuck is this? Yeah. A copy of Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> It'd be like Planet of the Giants when they were trying to excavate all those tiny skeletons. Tiny so, men. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, so so the doctor is is seems to be happy that things have been put right, uh, and that history is is, is in fact um, okay. But he has one more job to do, mm. which involves tying a bit of string to the very high console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then inside sort of, the meddling monk's TARDIS. Yeah, yes. he ties a bit of string under the console and threads it back and tells them all to leg it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a weird old thing. It's like I've sort of missed the days when the doctor would solve something technical using a bit of string. Mm. Because um, now it'd probably be like he punched something into a into a computer or whatever, but he just he sort of yanks out a bit of technology um, and then and then scarpers a little plastic yeah. box, and then yes. he says, "Well, that's that. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. And they don't, don't know. Say, like, what? what have you done? Yeah, <laughs> what are you up to? What I mean, if do? anything, that sums up Vicky and Stephen here. They, <laughs> they fall asleep in some grass. They don't yeah. intend to look round at anything, obviously, because there's no sets. Um, but they don't say to the doctor, "What have you done?" They yeah, just go. Okay, What's let's going go. On? Yeah, <laughs> they just 
because they're really annoyed by the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> it's really funny, really annoying. And the, um, the doctor leaves a, a message to the monk. Yep. And, yes. And they return. And then the monk, this is the great bit where the monk, um, they, they take off. They're fine. The monk returns uh, to his TARDIS. Uh, he tries to enter and the doctor's messed around with the internal and external dimensions. Mm. And now it's too small. You can't That's get in. brilliant, though. That's yeah. a really it's good. It's a really good. It's very ending. good. It's what saves the entire thing. Is, is yeah, because <laughs> the doctor has stolen his dimensional controller, which now means the interior of the TARDIS is too wee. Hmm. <laughs> I would argue, though, I think Butterworth could get in that. I think uh, so. Yes, it looks like it's a slightly roomy kennel. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And you could get in there if you really needed to. And I want I th- an alternate universe where Butterworth Doctor travels time and space and everyone gets in and goes, it's a lot smaller on the inside <laughs> than it looks on the outside. Everyone I'm, says that. Yeah. I mean, it could have been it, it could have been a lot different if the Doctor goes, I'm going to take care of this. You don't see what he does. And then it cuts to the monk and he looks inside and it's full of graffiti used condoms. And it's like, oh. Fucking hell, Massive shit on top of the console. Massive shit on top of the console. Goes up and down. <laughs> With flies going around it in concentric circles. <laughs> now that's how you, that's how you leave, a, leave your mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can still take off, but I have to clean it all first. Or the monk comes in, the doctor says, I've taken care of this. The monk opens yeah. the door and a bucket of water falls off the top of the door to his head. And that's it. That's it. That's, that's the all, doctor's wrath. That's all he's done. <laughs> <laughs> and then a note on the console just saying, fuck Ooh. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's very cleverly. Oh, so oh, oh, you have water on you. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, wet man. What? Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> wet man. <laughs> They have, to, they have to change the title so it's because this episode's called The Wet Man. <laughs> Next week, The Wet Man. <laughs> the Wet Man. <laughs> well, I wonder what it could be. It could be some sort of creature that comes yeah. out of the sea. I'm so excited for next yeah. week. Well, it's a brand new series here on BBC One. It's by five. It's time for The Wet Man. <laughs> what? You're the wet man. I only got wet once. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. Just Can you tell you know. us why you're the wet man? Well, you'll have to get me wet first. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me. He runs off into the woods. Yeah. Leave him. Leave him. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> but anyway, we do digress. But um, yeah. the, uh, the doctor's solution, his final solution, is, oh, is, is really sorry. Yeah, oh. is is really cruel and nasty. It is. It's it's, oh, yeah. He says, I'll deal with it. The meddling mug walks in, and the doctor comes in, kicks him up the ass, and then runs away. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah the meddling there. monk is now left. He's a time lord left in that time. He can still sort of. Um, I mean, you know, I know he can't travel anywhere, but he can still use his, can, hello, uh, his be... brilliant intellect and do very well for what he's been left with. He hasn't got a bad deal, has he? I mean, there's a reason why he's been there a while. Yeah, people bring in food and stuff, and it all seems to be going quite well. Um, Yeah, I just think it's... I'm convinced that he could squeeze in uh, to that... I'm surprised, to be honest, that... Because Eric Sayward hated Colin Baker so much. Mm. I'm surprised that that wasn't the interior of Colin Baker's (laughs) TARDIS. Wow. (laughs) At the end of every story, they'd be like, thank you, Doctor, and him and Perry would have to, like, (laughs) crawl into this (laughs) minuscule TARDIS. I think, um, I think weirdly the punishment should have fitted the crime and I think they should have given Butterworth's character, the monk, a much more nefarious thing. 
Mm. Yes, and that would yeah, have just yeah. helped it helped it nudge along a little. Like maybe he knows that King Harold or the other one will turn up at some point, and he's going to replace him, and thus become the most powerful man. Yeah, just anything, yeah, yeah. just isn't just that, something simple. Did I see it wrong? Isn't that sort of what happens? That both the Vikings and the English people know what he's done. I think so. Because that's why he sits on the stairs and says, "Damn you, Doctor!" Because they're all going to come and get him. Uh, I suppose so. God, yeah, that's maybe. All... Mm. <laughs> That's one of those, another one where, like, you go, Doctor, that's, uh, you've, you've gone quite far there. Really, really <laughs> I mean, bleak. They, they didn't Doctor. just, like, give you a lethal injection in those days. They hung yeah. you on court you and all sorts yeah, of yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then it ends with this, because I think Kicked it's the end of the Kicked all the way to Canterbury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it ends with this very odd thing at the end, which is just that... You what, see, is in... this? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Can someone tell me what this is? What is this? Where they, um... It's like a, it's like white shade of pale or something, isn't it? Mm. It's like you see all of their their sort of faces across a star field. Mm. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's you have very been strange. watching. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a really short credit sequence. There's only six people in the bloody episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some reason, you get their faces superimposed in space. Yeah. yeah. Like, really is odd. This, is this feeding into the next? Story? I don't know. No, it's just no. We had, that, it's we, the end we had of the one minute left. One. And then it, and then it just yeah. It's it's a very it's a very odd. Oh, and is it the end of the thing. series? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's the reason why they did it then. Like, <laughs> and so the adventures continue. Yeah, I <laughs> see you next time. What uh, else? I love the disembodied fact that William... faces in space. <laughs> <laughs> what? William Hartnell going on holiday midway through the season finale is uh... right. I mean, that seems even worse now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Couldn't you wait ten minutes, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, he'd waited two more weeks. He was off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really wild. good package deal. I'm not going to yeah. get it in two weeks. <laughs> um, that is the Pete end Tong's of... doing the disco. <laughs> I, I know he's only three. three. Yeah. <laughs> 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 With his Fisher Price side effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's very banging. Yeah, <laughs> it's banging. <laughs> <laughs> there we go the time uh, meddler the time meddler wow um, mm. so uh, <laughs> we, we do do we do correspondence before no we, we score. score we score, score. first mm. what are we going to score it out of mm. yeah um, 100, 100 lines of snuff <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. yeah, I go 100 lines of snuff. Uh, Slow beginners, it was. It, uh, mm-hmm. I was looking through this one. You must begin, Tom, because this is very much your fault. Mm. <laughs> now, while it isn't, like I say, there's no real plot because once you sort of establish that he's meddling, there's anachronisms and stuff like that, it's all just people having chats and sort of yeah. moving from place to place. But like I say, it all hinges on atmosphere. And I'd say they actually do a convincing job a lot of the time that they are mm. in 1066. Yeah. And mm. there's a lot of charm. And Peter Butterworth is sort of carrying a lot of the story. Mm. Um, I'd say there are a lot worse ways of spending four episodes, personally. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, and I, so I'm going to score this one quite highly, I think. Uh, mm. And I'm going to take my cue from the year they land. And I'm going to give it 66. 66 Ooh. lines of snuff. Wow. I have a feeling that John's going to go the other way and give it 10. <laughs> but before he does that, I'll chip yes. in and just say, I, it's, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not the most thrilling of stories, but it's gentle and pastoral. And it, it, it's of its time, weirdly. Um, mm. it, it's, uh, and yeah, it's very strange that there's a complete absence of the Doctor for two and a bit episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Um, I really love, I, I never really remembered the story. I had seen it once before and I never remembered the story, but I always remembered the ending. I always remembered that. Yes. Wow, that is a clever, nasty little ending. Mm-hmm. To just, you know, shrink the dimensional controller so that he can never leave. That's cruel. That, and that, that has always stuck with me. Um, yes. and, and for that alone, I, I sort of would, would give it 25 points just for the ending. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to give it that much more. I'll probably another 10. So I'll probably give it, uh, I forgot even know, I forgot what my first number was. So whatever uh, my first number was. So it's 45. I'm going to give it 45. You're going to give it 45. 45. Yeah, it is fine. It's not. It, I just wish that the villain mm. had more of a raison d'etre. Yes. Mm. Yes. Fair enough. Um, and <laughs> John, I think I think we're going down. I think that we've gone sort of uh, we're descending in scores here. But uh, am I right? Uh, well, let's see because um, <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> um, the doctor goes on holiday. <laughs> uh, the new companions aren't great together. I'm guessing they get better as it goes on. Yeah. Um, Butterworth's good value. Yeah. They get, yeah. That sounded like yeah. a question. Yeah. Um, but what's good value? Yeah. Uh, but the ending for me saves it, like yeah. Paul mentioned. Yeah. It's got a nice feel to it, as these old ones do. Mm. So I'm going to give it <laughs> 42. 42. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they got 150. A very respectable 153. Mm. I did four. enjoy it. It's not like I didn't enjoy it. it yeah. It passed the time nicely. Yeah, no, I think it did. And like, I do like, um, you know, I, I think, like I say, uh, I, I think probably at the new Meryl Streep is the woman who plays Edith. I, think mm. that was, uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. Elizabeth um, Spriggs for a minute. Oh, yeah. From uh, Simon and the Witch. Yes. Oh. And is she in um, Paradise, Paradise Towers? Paradise Towers, of course. Yeah. Yes. I'm not. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter on Twitter watching their Blu-rays and reappraising Paradise Towers, and I'd encourage no. them all to listen to our episode on it. No, don't reappraise Paradise Towers. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, 150. That's not bad. So correspondence. Mm. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> Tom Burgess. Hello, Tom. Hello. He says the Hello. time meddler was soured by Butterworth insisting everyone in the cast look at his big book of bums. <laughs> more innocent time. <laughs> uh, Nick Burden says the time meddler such a joy which is odd considering there's some heavy suggestions of what Edith suffered at the hands of the Vikings Butterworth and Hartnell are excellent together and the final scene of the tiny TARDIS interior is really convincing it is I didn't pick up on any of the, the nastiness with, uh, with Edith I thought that they sort of uh, she got roughed over a bit and that, that was about it but obviously Vikings did a lot more than that but I thought because mm. it's a kid show I thought they just made it that they were, she, they sort of terrorised her Yeah. but maybe I maybe I wasn't picking up on some subtleties there mm. I think it's something you pick up on when you've grown up <laughs> yeah. me I was just like well they've made her they've bloody upset her and that is unacceptable yeah they, they, they said knee to her <laughs> uh, Andrew F says the time meddler was the first story I ever saw on its oh. 1992 BBC2 repeat wow. I've always liked the monk Peter Butterworth is a lot of fun yes. Big Finish have done a great job reviving the character in new inca- incarnations of an audio oh. too Ooh, I'd just he, like to have is, pre- he, is he the meddling monk in them as well? I guess so or is he the you know the meddling bishop or something? <laughs> He's been promoted still... yeah. yeah good for him <laughs> Uh, I'd like, also Peter like, yeah, I'd also like to say that Andrew F has said on record that he's always liked the monk. 
Um, <laughs> ben Thomas says, The Time Meddler, it's an enduring fan myth that Peter Butterworth was cast as the monk because of his appearance in the Carry On movies. But Butterworth's mm. first Carry On was Cowboy, released in 1965 in August, a few months after The Time Meddler was broadcast. Oh, oh wow. wow. Uh, anyone else taking part in the sweepstake? Oh, start again. <laughs> anyone else taking part in the sweepstake on how long John and or Paul can go without dropping a Butterworth-esque pound? I've got thirty-eight seconds. I think we did about five minutes. Yeah, I think um, you started it, John. I did. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Tamara Bumdier, the time meddler, quite a pacey story for who of your. Though I do feel Purvis is wasted. Not a single advent crown. And <laughs> climbing a cliff, wasted opportunity. Yeah. Quite enjoyable. As a historian, I would like to take the opportunity to say horned helmets can fuck off. Right. Oh, okay. We mentioned that, so that's good. Yes, we did. Uh, uh, can erect horned helmets? Because that's what we like is is saucy horned helmets. I hope that they. Um, I hope that they they're acceptable in a carry on context. Mm, exactly. Mm. Uh, Greg Newport says the synopsis of the Time Meddler from my dad's copy of the Radio Time tenth anniversary magazine, credited under the under the episode title. TARDIS materialises on the rocky east coast of England in 1066. They are puzzled to find a modern wristwatch and a tape recorder. Their owner, the monk, is another time traveller, now planning to ensure Harold wins the Battle of Hastings with atomic bazookas. It takes all Doctor Who's ingenuity to upset the meddling monk's plans. Finally, he removes the monk's dimension control, leaving his TARDIS stuck in 1066. So they did a better job than they did at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, although, <clears throat> oh, I guess that was that was like uh, many years hence, wasn't it? Mm. So that wasn't too, that, it was okay to spoil them. Uh, Dave Just Dave says, Dave Whittam, the time meddler, I bloody love it. The monk is a joy. Hartnell getting to do comedy is always a joy. Vicky and Stephen are on top form. Mm. I honestly <laughs> think it's pretty perfect. I just wish Butterworth had played it as Mr. Fiddler, charging people a pound to get into the monastery. <laughs> Colour Horizon, the time meddler, Saturday tea time rape. Is this the Sex Offender <laughs> Trilogy of Stories? What? Right. Blimey. Yeah. Um, there we go. That is all correspondence. Yeah. The time oh. level. <laughs> and also, let's, let's, um, I'd like to give a little thank you to Michael Fierk. Mm. I can never pronounce the name. Fierks, mm. Who's done a lovely picture for us, uh, which is the Doctor and his companions and the meddling monk and the TARDIS all on board a Viking longboat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be posting great. Uh, in time with this episode. Yeah, yes, indeed. Fantastic. I like the fact that we've slightly turned into the gallery as well. Mm. I think that's that's yes, very nice. Yes, um, yeah, in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no, I love it. Uh, and mm. so that is the time meddler. Mm. Join us again soon. Do we want to say what the next story is? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> we don't even want to think about it. Don't want to think about it. No, uh, but <laughs> join us next week. Well, there'll be another story um, <laughs> for checkmate. Uh -huh. It's not that. No. Until next time, <laughs> keep wheezing out of groaning. And follow that wheezing pod. Yes, please. Yeah. Next week, the daggers of sex. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Doris. Goodbye. Here he comes now. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh. Yes. Can I help you? Yes, we'd like to camp here. Who do we have to see? Me. I'm the owner, Josh Fiddler. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Fiddler? Yeah. I'm Boggle, this is Mr. Lug. Hello. You're not members, then? Do you have to be members? Oh, I'm afraid so. I'm trying to keep this place select, you know. It's not like some of these campsites. It's more what you might call a show place. <laughs> we know all about that, don't we? How much is it to be a member, then? Pound. Pound? You all right, then? Per person. Each? But there's four of us. Bernie, it's all right, Bernie. We don't want to argue with Mr. Fiddler. 
two, two, three, four. That's correct. <laughs> now then, gentlemen, your members' cards. Thank you. Right, shall we go then? Yes, any time you want to book in here, just show them. But we want to come in now. Now? Yes. But you haven't booked, have you? Booked? Don't tell me you're full up. Well, I might be able to squeeze you in, but uh, you should have paid the booking fee. Booking fee? Which is? A pound. A pound. But ten. Two tenths, two pounds. Now, can we come in? Certainly. As soon as you paid the rent. Rent in advance. But you've had six quid out of us already. Bernie, it's all right, Bernie. What about the rent then, Mr. Fiddler? Well, my usual charge per week. Yes, yes, which is? Pound. Yeah, I know it. Per tent? Or per person, whichever's the greater. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever told you, but your name certainly suits you. Thank you. Now can we come in? Well, there is just one more thing. What? Welcome to paradise. <laughs> Bernie, well in. Hello, I'm Tom, and I make a podcast where I log in to celebrities' Amazon accounts. It's called... What a brilliant idea for a pod. There's no original pods out there anymore, but this genuinely is. Oh, thanks, Ben Bailey-Smith. Anyway, it's called... This is good, isn't it? It's clever, this podcast. You should do more. Thanks, Kerry Godleyman. It's called... This is such a great idea, by the way. What great podcast. Shappy Corsander, you're too kind. The podcast is but called... it's biographical. You can get all sorts of information out of people. This is a very good idea. Thank you, Nick Helm. It's called My Mate Bought a Toaster. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Thanks, Alex Horn. Can you tell your friends? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 